is Emmanuel Class. And this is Andy Gill. You are listening to Field of Fire. <laughs> Love it. It's a game show now. It's like uh, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We're definitely going to have to start doing that from now on. I, I, I want to like create a call-in audience, and I'm going to have to just pull a whole bunch of people and tell them to send in a sound clip of them just going, Field of Fire, and throw it in at the <laughs> beginning sometimes. That's epic. Yeah, that, that, that'll be... That that'd be pretty great. That'd be pretty pretty fun to do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of epic, uh, we have a lot of epic things to talk about, so I don't want to take too much time in the intro. But first, before we get going, as you heard in the intro today, joining me is Andy Gill, and Andy mm-hmm. is a first time guest here on Field of Fire, and hopefully not the last. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you do at Privateer Press? Uh, well, I am the uh, Kickstarter producer. So uh, I'm the guy that um, that that helps get all the Kickstarters out and um, uh, I, I help with the planning and the uh, the backer kit and and all that stuff. So when you uh, when you have a question or, or anything like that on on, uh, on the Kickstarters, it, it usually comes to me and I help answer it or uh, Matt is, is quite fond of jumping in and answering, too. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I have partaken in quite a few Kickstarters. Here in my office, I am surrounded by a few fulfillment boxes. So, <laughs> yep. And I, I love it. It's it's great. Oh, it's a it's a great way to to get a game produced. I think it it, it lets it lets you get your game out in front of uh, millions of eyes, and uh, a lot of stuff that wouldn't get made otherwise otherwise gets made because of Kickstarter. And I think it's just super cool. Absolutely. Well, and I'm going to have to have you back on for a Kickstarter project because this episode is not about a Kickstarter. That is true. We have something very special, and it has been in the works, behind the scenes. I am so excited that we are going to be able to talk about it here on Field of Fire. Andy, why don't you tell us what is going on behind the curtain? So uh, every year our community does this really cool thing where they do a a March Madness bracket with the kaiju from, from Monster Apocalypse. This year, we thought we'd crank that up a notch, and rather than just do a, a regular March Madness bracket with all the voting and all that, what we're going to do is we're going to take the the highest-ranked protector and the highest-ranked destroyer monsters, and we're going to make new versions of them, kind of like in War Machine, like a version 2 of, of a caster. And then we're going to put both of them together into... Megaton Mashup 2, King of the Monster Apocalypse. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> so, so that's gonna be it's gonna be great. That's so uh, epic. And the the great thing about it is is that you know the community determines which of these monsters gets to change and and become something new and evolve. You know, and I think that's just super cool. I couldn't agree more. I'm really excited about this for several reasons. First, like you said, community-driven projects are the best. Being able to be involved in the fluff battles that they have at Lock and Load is really Mm -hmm. cool. And this year, the community is going to literally get to decide a piece of new type of product, a Megaton Mashup 2, where we put two monsters in the box, and they're new incarnations, epic incarnations, second 
incarnations. So if this were a movie, this would be like the the return know, of or something. Like exactly. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about the bracket system and how that's going to play out um, and what the end result's going to look like. So we have 19 monsters on each side. We had to pare them down a little bit. We changed up, uh, like we removed Gallimaxis because mm-hmm. Gallimaxis was already in Megaton mashup. So it just seemed you know, kind of weird that he would be in Megaton mashup too as mm-hmm. well. And what we're going to do is we're going to have five rounds of voting. Everybody is going to be able to vote via a draw poll for each match. Mm -hmm. And we'll be uploading insiders that have all the links and everything all compiled and ready for you to go. But because we're using this really cool bracket software called Challenge, 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 I've never heard it said out loud. You have to say it with a dyslexic accent. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we're using that cool software, we're able to create prediction brackets, which means that the community is able to guess who they think is going to be the kings of the monster apocalypse. And Mm -hmm. so we're using that and, and running a really cool contest where not only can you vote and figure out who's going to win, but you can also make a prediction bracket, and whoever gets the closest to the real results is going to win a free copy of Megaton Mashup 2. <laughs> so awesome. I'm so excited. Not only are we getting this new epic incarnation, Megaton Mashup 2, new mm-hmm. models, all community-driven, but we're going to give a box away! Yeah, yeah. It's super cool. <laughs> I keep saying super cool, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. Well, it's we're great. getting with excitement here, yeah. and it's, it's so fun to be able to share this, and I can't wait to see what people's predictions are. I got oh. to do it first as kind of a guinea pig mm-hmm. to see how it worked, and boy, is it fun just to start moving them around and being like, hmm, who would win this? And you make the ma- imaginary it's, matchup in your mind. You're like, Gorgadra it, or Gorgadra Tron. Mm. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. I love the Empire of the Apes, so I want I want King Kondo to win. Just That's just his name is King, right? <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's not Mr. Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in disagreement. I am on the yep. TerraCon camp here. Uh, That's pretty firmly, good, too. I want TerraCon to win. I, my, my pick up was, so in the semifinals, I predicted King Kondo versus TerraCon and Cicerax versus Cthugrash, two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. edged out Cicerax because he's just so fun to play, and he's kind of that Power Ranger super boss. And then I put TerraCon over King Kondo. No offense, but if this mm-hmm. were the matchup of the century, it would have to fall to my giant lizard friend. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, giant monkeys yeah. were first is all I'm saying. You're not Giant wrong. Monkeys were first. Yeah, yeah. That's half the fun of this bracket. That is the spirit of it. That's exactly, exactly. what we want. Go exactly. on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and let us know who your favorite kaiju are and why you think everybody should vote for them. We need some kaiju proselytators out there just like preaching the kaiju word. You know, I think it should be Nova. Nope, it's definitely got to be Blastic Cutter, Globicus all the way. Place your bets. Yeah. Who is your destroyer's pick? I have Cthugrush going as the as the top uh, destroyer. Okay. I think uh, 
I, I mostly because I like <laughs> brew grosh, the uh, the yeah. old stuff where he's, he's drinking the the big the big thing. Um, I've actually never played Cthulhu in the game yet. I really should. I have them uh, at home, sitting there, getting getting all ready to be painted. One of the best. Yeah, he's. I love. I love the sculpt. I love the alt sculpt. Shout out to Doug Hamilton. Yeah. Oh man, Hamilton's great. He's uh <laughs> he's he's so good. Yeah, Cthulhu I I think is is gonna be if if he doesn't make it to the top, he's gonna be up there. Is how I feel. I agree. You know, it was really tough for me to put Zizorax over Cthugrash. He's near and dear to my heart, but I put Zizorax over in that I thought it would be a really interesting Savage Swarm versus Dino Final as well. Mm. Um, But all of that aside, I think this is going to be really cool for the community. I can't wait to see what some of their predictions are and some of their favorite monsters. We'll get to see some trends come out of this. And then we're going to get a new way to play Monster Apocalypse. We discussed it, essentially a new, more cinematic and epic way to play 1v1. Yes. Um, and that's awesome. That's epic. I, I like to play 1v1. I've, I've done a lot of demo games. It's where people kind of get their birth into the game. Being able to pick up an expansion box and say, let's play this, but with more added to it is it's real neat. Yeah, I I love the, the 1v1 mode personally because it's... It's a really good quick game. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take that long. Granted, the you know the two monster one doesn't take that long either. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the one monster games are, are great for for little pickup games. You know, yeah, it's uh it's it's super. They're fun. They're cinematic. You get to feel like you're playing through an episode of Power Rangers or Ultraman or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. One of the other things I wanted to do on this after we got to reveal the new box and talk about the brackets and talk about Mm -hmm. the reward was also to just talk about Kaiju for a bit. And I feel like we're sliding down that slope anyways. How about I pose some hypothetical fun uh, questions for you and then you just answer however you want. That sounds great. Let's do it. Awesome. So one of my favorite games to play here on Fire is you pick three to kill you and the other three have to protect you. So I am going to give you the entirety of the breadth of the protectors to protect you and the entirety breadth of the destroyers. I will pick three to kill you. Who are you protecting? Who are you protecting yourself with? Okay. I think I think what I would do is Armadrax as one of the protectors. Just nice. He's, I mean, he's he's huge. He's got that uh, the the armored ability where he takes less damage when uh, mm-hmm. he gets thrown around. Um, then I think uh, Kraken Octus because he can, you know, he can pick me up and lob me somewhere if if, <laughs> if I'm in the way. Everybody um, loves Kraken Octus. <laughs> and uh, oh man, third one I would do Defender X. Defender X. A I think I would choice. do Defender X. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you want to give us any reason behind Defender X? Do you want to just let so him yeah know? yeah 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 Defender X. First off, he's 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 a just a giant robot. But the the main reason is uh, there's like a super awesome pilot inside, right? Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna be way smarter than some like lizard brained. <laughs> like you need a little monster thing brains on you know, your team, huh? Some, yeah. You know, some of the 
the destroyers just I don't even know if they physically have brains. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like like how does how does Globicus get around? Like is he is he like a jellyfish? Like what what's going on? You know? Sentient slime, yeah, that one's a weird one. These are things I ask our dev team and they just they just shake their head. The things that keep you away. awake at night. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so who's, okay. who's coming after me? Well, if I were going to pick three to come after you to destroy everything in their wake, wherever you're at, number one, I'm going to put Zisarax. He was in my top three for yep. my bracket, and yep. I like everything about him. He's going to bring the Savage Swarm and all the anger that comes with that. And then I'm going to have to reach down deep for the moles. I yeah. would probably have to say Hammerclack. And that I yep. see him being able to just pop up anywhere, and that's hard to you know hide from. Exactly. That's the that's the scary thing right there, because Hammerclack can just just pop up. Yep. It yep. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm gonna pick Old Goth as my big brain master planner. Oh, smart. Um, I really and you know I got to play him on the Monpoc radio show here on Field of Fire, and boy nice. does he have a really fun voice to do. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. And so that would that would be my three. Now that we have picked our our three, we got Hammerclack, we got Zisarax, and we have Olgoth, and they're going they're going to square off against uh, Armadax and Krakenoctis and Defender X. Let's mm-hmm. pair them off. Who's who would kill who? I I really see like uh, Defender X and Zisarax going against each other as the fires oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, but I think uh, Defender X takes this one, though, because he really does fly, whereas Defender X just pretends to fly. <laughs> it's, it's those little vestigial wings on the back. That's what that's what got him, I think. I I, I, I agree with you there. All right, so Defender yeah. X goes down to Defender X. This, yep. Now, yep. one I think that would be a definite advantage here, where I think... Kraken Octus would probably have a strict advantage over our mole person, and so I don't think we can put them together because he can just. No, I agree. And, you yeah, know. I, I, and we just want a tentacle fight. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So Olga versus <laughs> Kraken Noctis in the tentacle fight of the century. Honestly, I think that one would be a tie. Yeah. I think okay. it would be a tie. Yeah. So it comes down to Armadax versus Hammerclack. Ooh. So here's the thing. Yeah. If Armadax just lays down on the ground, like just, <laughs> just like his 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 spiny back on the ground, I I I don't think Hammerclack can do much about it. Yeah, I think Armadax definitely wins in our one v one here, and that he's immune to super damage, and Hammerclack's whole is stick that. is crunch, and so he's not crunching nothing. You're not crunching yeah, an that's Armadax. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Pterosaurs pull us out with the win. Armadax mm-hmm. uh, is king of the battle mashup here. Have you have you ever gone through and like taken taken all the answers and see who's who's the winner? Because that that could be a good way to figure out the bracket. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll leave that for the audience to play through, oh, yeah, and yeah. you know that they're gonna dive in deep because they all want that free box. Oh, it's it's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's a free box. 
Yeah, for sure. We just created our own cinematic kaiju mashup. Let's go mm-hmm. a little bit deeper here. If you could cast your own Monpok TV show and you got to star in an episode where there is a good guy and he is going to do- go do good guy things, and then we're going to have a-, a destroyer and he's going to come do bad guy things, who is the stars of our episode? Oh, man. I would love to see a live action version of Globicus. <laughs> Like, I don't know how they would do it. Like, are we talking, like, if we're talking, like, suitmation, like, that would be, I I don't know how they would do it, and I want to see it, you know? (laughs) I think Globicus would definitely have to be a monster that would be in the more modern era of the, like... The CG um, and the... Yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, or it would be the really bad era of the CG where we had like an animation where it was held off in the distance of like a recorded camera where it's like <laughs> just a picture on a stick moving. <laughs> You're like, ah! I mean, how, how, they did Hedora okay, right? Like, they did I Hedora mean, okay. Yeah, they did Hedora okay. Pumped ooze, man. It was crazy. Uh, they did, uh, there's an episode of, uh, it's not an episode, it's a movie that, um, <laughs> Uh, Ishiro Honda did called the H Man, and it's about yeah. like a uh, yeah, it's like a killer goop. He's not a kai like a a die kaiju, but he's 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 a little monster. Yeah, he's going around. Uh, he My just man turns with the die kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he he goes around like turning people, and it's been years since I've seen it, but like he goes around turning people into goop, and I remember the effect being really cool. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it must have been one of the the ones where they um, they have the like detailed wax sculptures, you know, and they there's some dude mm-hmm. off screen with a blow dryer. Love the B movie effects. Okay, so we know who our bad guy is. Yeah, we know who our bad Bobby guy is. is. Dun, 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 dun. So who is our good guy triumphant? Our good guy, you know, I really like the kind of henshin change heroes quite a bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i think i think i'd go for one of the zors probably uh zor riding i think oh yeah that's the perfect episode right yeah 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 that'd be good that'd be good that mostly sounds... mostly i just want to make my own episode of ultraman but yep. you know <laughs> don't we all man well, i don't know if we all do but you and me we can get together and make our own episode of ultraman it's gonna happen <laughs> Fan scripts, here we come. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I, you know, and that's basically what I did with the Monpox show. I was like, I really want to write a show about Incinerus. Let's go. Oh, um, there you go. I think <laughs> these fun thought experiments are kind of the reason we play the game, too. It's not just oh, yeah. a fun game to bang out. It's like the entire cinematic universe that it creates at our fingertips and the narrative we can insert into it. Oh, yeah. It is just the... A more structured version of what you would do when you were a kid, where you got your little action figures and just kind of throw them together and and say like, oh, I'm gonna blast you with this, no, I'm gonna throw you into a building, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's great. It 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 really uh it it really kind of brings you back to that and gets you excited about monsters and be the most badass thing you can think of that <laughs> that a kaiju could do, you know? Definitely. Oh, that takes me back. So I have always added rules to the level of gaming. Even as a child, I was, like, obsessed with adding game terminology to stuff. It started mm-hmm. out with army men, right? So I oh, would yeah. set up entire armies of army men, and then we had Yahtzee dice, and it was like, you know, 
I could probably figure out the probability of how many army men I had versus how many army men would be in an attack. And then it's like, okay, how many dice could I roll? And then that's how many die. <laughs> I've played a lot of risk. I can kind of figure yeah. out a formula here. And then as I got older, even like, you know, like you become that young pre-pubescent teen, you get some really cool action figures. One of my very oh, first yeah. was the Rancor. And oh, nice. Me and my little brother, we would sit down with our action figures. You know, it's like, ah, you hold it up and you shake it at the other one. <laughs> right and then i'm like that's not good enough because how do we know who wins and he's like why you know i'm six why does somebody have to win and i'm like no (laughs) we have to figure out whether my rancor or your voltron wins here so we're going to create rules but now that we have these two uh monsters we need to figure out batman's rules and all the power rangers rules what about the batmobile And then, that, you know, that would be a good going. fight. Batman versus the Rancor. I'd, I'd watch the crap out of that. All that be... day. Great yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we are allowing players to also create that same narrative with Megaton mashup, too. And that mm-hmm. you're not only going to get to play a 1v1 matchup where you create your own narrative. But now we're going to add some cinematic flavor and some newness to that matchup that you didn't get before and we're going to give you epic re-sculpted new monsters oh, to go in there oh it's going to be so sick oh, like i'm so excited i i was talking to our customer service guy kurt curtis howard who mm-hmm. is super cool dude and uh we're talking like about who who we want to win and how we would change them if we were in charge of changing them oh, <laughs> <And> uh. <laughs> he goes he goes i want general hondo to win and we kept talking about how like if if General Hondo wins, like, what rank would you give him? You can't make him king because King Kondo's already there. So you can't have King Hondo and King Kondo. Mm-hmm. So what if he's Supreme Leader Hondo? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we just just stuff like that. You know, and, uh, it was it was fun, fun stuff. Well, there are higher ranks than general in the army. So general's the precursor to all of the other generals. And the highest, like, for example, in the army, it would be a general of the army. So maybe yeah. Hondo gets, like, brigadier general Hondo oh, or something like that's that. that's good. That's good. That's good. We're also talking about how he would just cover himself in medals. It seems like <laughs> what he would do. Yeah. Just, just all over the place. Like, uh, you'd be blinded by the, the number of little taco trucks he's somehow stapled to his chest (laughs) (laughs) he's so epic you know i think that after enough time with his big rocket truck maybe our brigadier general hondo has a new weapon what kind of weapon do you imagine brigadier general hondo wielding in his epic incarnation oh man i think he should have a chunk of one of the martian monsters (laughs) like he ripped off uh, a, a chunk of Tharsis 5 and is using the like levitator <laughs> thing to like launch stuff at people. I think that would be great. Or, that would be uh, sick. Well, maybe if he had like an Uber Corp monster's head or something where he was like using it to as a flamethrower. He could use he could use Cybercon's head. Uh, right. <laughs> like that's that's the thing with the uh, the Mechagodzilla movies. You know, Mechagodzilla's head is his weakness so it mm-hmm. gets ripped off and you can have the cyber cybercon head and use it to to shoot people and <laughs> should have an attack where he just chucks it <laughs> i can see 
him going for something more reliable but staying in the range game. Like, maybe if he took a bunch of Tokyo Triumphs and turned them into throwing javelins and just, like, smushed them oh, down with his good. hands. So he's got a bunch of, like, paw prints, you know, and then he just keeps them in a quiver on his back. It's, like, welded together of just, like, various, like, Martian and or, like, Uber Corp tech. Just like <laughs> that. That would be great, actually. Launching yeah, spires at that. people. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So that was fun. Well, that's our protector that we just randomly whatevered. Mm-hmm. Let's make a whatever destroyer. Yeah, let's do a destroyer. Uh, uh, let's see. What would you do to a Galapagos do? Oh, man. Yeah. What would I do to a Galapagos? So if and- I were going to change up Globicus in the movie he evolves into like various forms and the second form is a flying Hedora. Mm-hmm. And so I think a flying pollution monster would be super sweet. Oh, Maybe that's sweet. if that's I were sweet. gonna motif him, I would do something like an evil Dijin of pollution and like the bottom of him is like a polluted cloud of distorted toxicity and then the upper part of him maybe is solidified into like toxic crystal or toxic goop that is just fountaining upward. Do you think he he would have reabsorbed his other half by this point, or would there be two of them running around? I think that him having parts of him fall off was just part of him being glob and being able to have like the multi-brain or whatever. And I think the old part that falls off becomes original Globicus, and then the part that was remaining is like the solidified uh, okay. crystal, like ev- evolved Globicus. So we still even have original Globicus who can play with evolved Globicus because it's like a, uh, a bifurcated, what do they call it, uh, like starfish or something. Oh, oh, the um, oh, what is that term? Osmosis. No, no, that's not it. It's the one with the worms. <laughs> You know, the the worm one. Yeah, the, the, you know. I'm sure one of your listeners knows and is screaming it at the top of their lungs. Absolutely. Going, Andy, it's this, it's this, it's this. Well, as soon as we get off here, it's going to instantly, we're going to just at the same time, oh! You know? uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I that that's what I would do with Globicus, for sure. Okay, okay. How about I you? See so, that. now that you have some time I, to chew it off. Oh, man, uh. So I always thought of Globicus less as less as Hedora and more as like the blob. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there isn't really any changes to the blob in the blob and in or or the remake, right? He just becomes yeah. bigger. Um, I would I would put a monster inside of him. Oh, okay. Like a monster is being slowly dissolved by Globicus. And uh, Globicus would have these, like, almost, uh, the way I would do it is Globicus has a monster inside of him, and there's these random chances that you lose a power die or something, and and Globicus, like, uh, the the monster breaks out a little bit, makes, like, a flailing attack. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what would be really cool? Is to give, like, if we were going to do a model, it just have a bunch of, like, other monsters that are coming out of him. And then when you fight whoever you're fighting, you can have, like, absorb abilities where if you're base-to-base with them, you can steal whatever's on their card. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be super cool. That would be super cool. Yeah, yeah. We have no idea how balanced any of this is. Everybody no, of course not. Grab their write-down do. notes, like, 
what we would do is we could do uh, we could do the one of the, the famous kaiju battles of Filmland because those oh, those yeah. don't need to be balanced at all, right? No required. Like the 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 Gilala versus the Blob one I did. That's there's no balance there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's just it's just for you know having fun and 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 trying to recreate a very stupid, very specific idea. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Well, I think that just about wraps this up. We got a, a good 30-minute episode where the listeners got to learn a lot of things about our new mm-hmm. product, kind of go down the thought experiment we like that is Monster Apocalypse. I really hope that this generates lots of excitement because it is only a precursor for us to be able to do more stuff like this. If you guys are into it and it's great and fun and exciting, then, you know, hey, community-driven is what Privateer Press has always been about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if if this if this succeeds and I I, I think uh, not, I think I know it will. We can definitely see more stuff like this in the future where where we not only take the the story in the hands of our players, but like the game and and help not just fix or, 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 or retool or do whatever, but like move it forward. You know, I think that's. That's something that's very cool and not not many people do, you know. I think it's awesome. One of my favorite things to do is to go and see those fluff battles that Privateer ho- uh, holds, whether it's on an airship or sieging a castle. There's yep. always some really cool narrative, and then the players get to be part of it. And so this is a, a next step, next evolution, so to speak, in our monster apocalypse. And it, it's only going to get better from here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally as agree. king of the Kickstarter, do you want to tell us about the next Kickstarter before we go? Plug it here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the next Kickstarter we're going to be doing is the uh, Riot Quest Winter Wasteland 2. Yes. Uh, so, I, um, I can't really tell you what's going to be in it, and I can't really <laughs> tell you when it's going to start. Uh, exactly, but it will be super cool. <laughs> I wish I could tell you more, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be super cool. Um, the other thing that's happening soon in Kickstarter land is the uh, the uh, backer kit for the IKRPG Kickstarter is is closing on the 16th of March. So if you uh, are on the fence about buying any of that which you shouldn't be, you should be buying all of that. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it closes on the 16th and it's, it's, I, the way I, I set it up is, is you essentially are able to get everything from the Kickstarter and the backer kit as, as a pledge level. Um, so, you know, even if you feel like, Oh, I missed out. I don't want to do, 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 you can still get a pledge level with all the same rewards, all the same digital extras and, and all that. Get in there, get it. I know I got the early bird, but it's not everybody that did. And yep. on the next Kickstarter, maybe you should just. You really stay should. In. Yeah, so I, I've got all the Riot Quest models up to this point. The last Riot nice. Quest Kickstarter was phenomenal and beautiful oh, models, you. great rules. Everything came to me in a timely manner. So next time when Wintertime Wasteland 2 drops, you know where to go, what to do. And how to get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So, 
follow Privateer Press's social media so you can follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. The company is really good about interacting. You can also participate in any of the social groups that are out there, uh, such as the War Machine and Hordes or the Monpoc uh, Facebook groups, and you'll definitely get some interaction directly from the team. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Andy, before we close out? Uh, yeah, you know, if, if you guys ever have any issues with Kickstarter or, or whatever, feel feel 100% free to, to send me an email. Uh, it's My email is really easy. It's just, it's andy at privateerpress.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Andy. It's been a pleasure having you on. And no like problem. I said in the beginning, I definitely want to have you back. When the Kickstarter comes around, we know who to call. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> In the meantime, thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of Field of Fire. Thank you, Andy, for showing up. You guys all have a great night, and be safe out there. Bye.